0: Hello and welcome to the Vikings Territory breakdown with myself Joe Overlay from Vikingsterritory.com and purplePTSC.com and my cohort Mark Craig from the Star Tribune, StarTribune.com. Mark, it's Purple Monday, baby. Purple Monday. Look at that. I don't it's not a Viking shirt, but it is, it's from the MGA, which I also work for. But it's uh it's Purple Monday, so I gotta celebrate a division one, a big win. You know, I gotta say one thing right out of the gate, Marcus that last play was so exciting that you get caught up and I mean I, I just laughed I laughed it was such an improbable way for a game to end with cam dance or stealing the ball from uh, Amir marset Smith uh, Smith marset whatever <laughs> um, that you forget what led to that and <laughs> that was they uh, they were they're, they're in the process of uh, stealing a victory from the jaws of a tie or overtime. So, you know, so we have a lot to discuss, but I guess give me your overall thoughts of what do you think of that game and, and go at it.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's like we talked about after Detroit, we talked about probably last week. Um, you know, you joke whenever it's 21 to three, I, I sent out a tweet saying, cause I, I always laugh at the win probabilities that, that ESPN or whoever puts out It's like, as you get, as you get closer to the, to the end of the game and your, your league gets bigger, your probability of winning goes up, you know? So I tweeted out that the bears probability of winning at 21, three was Jack squat. Right. And I had to, I had to keep updating it through the game. Yeah. We were (laughs) joking. It gets to the point where you joke. It's like uh, 21 to three. Yeah. This is going to be a bad loss. I mean, it's not just the Vikings. It's the NFL in general. It's, it's, Big leads, you know, the, the, the Ravens last night almost blew a 10-point lead after blowing a 17 and a 20 or whatever it was earlier in the year. The Browns set a record for blowing one uh, 13 points in the last two minutes or whatever it was. This happens all the time. you got to weather these the storm on these. Uh, I don't know why that is. It's, uh, it's sort of like a, a match play in golf, I guess. It's, that's what the NFL is becoming. As soon as someone gets a big lead, we both know how you choke when you get the big lead and the other guy starts getting hot. Um, this should not have happened with the Bears. Uh, they didn't have the offensive firepower to do this right. or to be in this game. Um, so, But the, you know, the thing, the amazing thing is they are winning the games that they lost last year. They're right. winning the games that got Mike Zimmer fired. So yeah, I, I guess you have to be happy with this and then you have to move on. Is that coming up now? There, they could be facing a rookie seventh round draft pick at quarterback. So,
0: yeah, this- uh, just en- enjoy the
1: ride. Hang on and enjoy the ride if you're a Vikings fan.
0: Last year, those losses made the difference between the Vikings making the playoffs or not. You know, we were yeah. talking beforehand. They're like one in four of walk off games they lost uh, this year. They're three and zero in the last three, you know, weeks or whatever. Um, but God, I lost what I was going to say. It's it's uh isn't it just a human thing and maybe it is a different guy yelling in your ear after those games you know because when you get up by the way they got up you know with three the first three drives they were great the first, you know they took the opening drive they took the flip coin flip like they knew they wanted to, to get up early which they hadn't done in games past i think the lions they were down by two touchdowns came back twice whatever so they wanted to start quickly they took the ball and went the coin flip, went straight down, made a TD, looked great, did it again, did it again. Don't you just naturally re- relax a little bit and maybe take something off the gas? It's like human nature. And then if the other team hasn't mailed it in, if they haven't said, okay, we're done, here we go again, they're going to come out with that, that uh, you know, we got a, a last gaps effort here. And then they, get, they hang around, they get uh, emotionally up again. And the, the Vikings are getting emotionally down because they're taking the is, – is is that what – it's got to be that, something like that, don't you think? Well, no, because, you know,
1: I mean, they, the first three series, I mean, if you're letting off the – they, they didn't let off the gas after the first series. They scored. No, I'm not saying touchdown, that. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Um, yeah, you know, other teams make adjustments, I, I suppose. Now, the, the thing with the Bears is you, know, you watch them play offense, and, and, man, I would be getting more use out of uh, Justin Fields' um, – his mobility – uh, he starts the game like he's Jared Goff. Like they're, they're, they're calling plays like it's Jared Goff. And then I think as the game evolves, maybe he just naturally moves around and makes things a little more difficult. Um, I don't know what they're trying to do. They're trying to make him into Andy Dalton. I don't know what it is early on. Um, uh, they could get a lot more use out of him right now. Uh, maybe they're playing for the draft pick. Maybe they're, that's like, uh, you know, they, they are playing for the future. So, uh, but they, you know, almost stumbled into a win, uh, uh, but I, I don't know if it's if it's letting off. I, I don't sense that. I, I I have a feeling that this defense that the Vikings have has right now is will it, will have a hard time stepping on people's throat because it plays a lot softer. It plays back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, one of the big plays of my five extra points was Harrison Smith making that play in the end zone. You know, right. um, you know, to see a guy you know in uh, come up and make a play like that is. Um, it's rare, it seems like, whenever you see uh, – not only for the other team, you know, the Bears were, were horrific. We thought the Packers didn't cover anybody in the first game. I mean, I don't know what the Bears were doing in that in the first half. Uh, Justin Jefferson just must be laughing when he goes to the line of scrimmage, and he's at the 10-yard line, and it's second and seven, and the guy is six yards giving him a cushion. It's just you turn and you catch and you make a move, and you're down to the one. Right. Um, Jefferson's
0: not going to beat him long. I mean, he, he should so –
1: yeah, I I don't I don't know what what goes into all this. All I know is that uh, you know special teams, unlike the Saints game where they basically they helped win the game, this one the Saint you know they the special teams ended up helping yeah. the Bears you know st- stay in the game. So special teams has a lot to do with it. Well, field position, you had a fifteen yard punt, you had a uh, some a holding penalty on a on a, a punt return. Our punt coverage, stuff like that. You end up at the 50-yard line as opposed to where it should have been down around the 10. So, you know, special teams plays a big role too.
0: Well, I, I think it is it is human nature to a degree. I'm not saying that they they quit playing hard because they're still playing hard. They're still trying to win. But I think you're, you just naturally – I mean, as fans, we sit back and build a 21-3 lead. I was ready to say this one's over, but I'm a Vikings fan for all my life, so I know it's not, but especially this year. I, I think your analogy of match play is, is perfect. I mean, when you and I play match play and one of us gets up, how many times have we, as one of us built the lead, me, and you come back <laughs> and take it away and beat me? And I can't muster it back at the end of the round. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be up yeah. by four and all of a sudden I'm relaxing. I'm just, just that little bit. And I think in the NFL, that, that, that creates such an edge. And if, if the other team does something right and they change, like, you know, and maybe start relying on on Fields' legs, with, God, that, that escape he made, a spin move out of two guys was just flipping phenomenal. You're right. They should have been doing that before. I just think that has a lot to do with it. But, you know, I, you know, how do I know?
1: Well, it's not just this year. It's, I mean, the, the, uh, the Steelers game last year, Well, I believe that was a – unfortunately, that was a night game, I believe. Uh, where you're, all this is going on and you're on deadline trying to figure out, oh, here's what I'm going to write if they, in, in 20 minutes, here's what I'm going to write if they lose, here's what I'm going to write if they, if they win. Right. Uh, that, that Steelers game was even more of a joke in the first half. We were, we were like, tech, you know, tweeting that, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is going to retire at halftime. He's not going <laughs> to wait till the end of the season, um, you know, because I think he just announced he was going to retire or something, right. and, you um, I want to say it was 24-0 or whatever it was. And then it went, right. down, it went down to the the very last play where where uh, a, a defender makes a breakup on a, a tight end in the end zone. If he catches that, the, the Vikings lose. You know, that was one of the rare ones that the Vikings won last year. But, uh, you know, they're winning them now. So that's just, you
0: know, you enjoy know, the ride, I guess. Pete Rosell built in this uh, parody many, many years, decades ago. And I can't believe this is what he imagined because this is this is amazing. You sent me a stat that said that uh, uh, this is the first time ever that after five weeks everybody's got to win, right? Didn't you? Yeah, said, yeah.
1: Well, it's a, it's the third time it uh, I think it happened in 2018, ten um, the 90s or whatever. But it's only been three times because usually there's a straggler. You know that's that's why survivor pools are brutal right now because you just you know. Who, who, who anyone can beat anyone all the time.
0: Well, you know, so I, I guess I, I, this can't be what you imagine, but this is what it's become. And I, you know, you got the teams that are pretty close in talent from top to bottom. Now granted week to week, uh, uh, you know, the, the cream rises to the top and we, as betters and gamblers on it, expect all their favorites. So they should win. Well, it just doesn't happen in this league. This league is crazy this way. I mean, any given Sunday is, is such a truism. and, and we could say for the Vikings, any given half, they could get their ass kicked because that's what's happening. You know, 21 3 lead. The team looks done. They got nothing. And my goodness, it comes back with a uh, touchdown right before half and then a touchdown coming out of half. And suddenly it's a whole new ball game. But anyway. Let's get into particulars, Mark. What about Kirk Cousins? He started – we said they started strong. He was 17 of 17, setting a a Vikings record for starting a game with completions, passing Tommy Kramer, a guy who was once on a previous iteration of this show. Uh, But then he didn't have a good finish. Then all of a sudden things kind of went south for him. You know, he forces in a throw to Thielen, and and it gets picked. It's a terrible uh, read by him because C.J. Ham was right in front of him for for a good 10-yard gain but he, he goes down the field and throws it into double coverage to Thielen and throws it a little bit behind him or something. It's just, I, you know, he then, then come back and put that drive together that got them the win, so you got to take your hat off to that. But, boy, oh, boy, it, things just uh, went from one extreme to the other for Kirk on Sunday, I thought.
1: Well, it, his ending wasn't bad. It was the middle mm-hmm. part. It's a, I wrote about him, and it, from, the, from the, the time that he completed his 17th straight pass up until uh, that last drive, he was like nine of sixteen for fifty some yards. They didn't have the ball much in the third quarter, uh, but yeah. And he makes that interception. And he talked about how you know uh, it was based on past reads on, on that uh, that he's what's happened in the past when when they've run that. He's thinking to back to the past and that, well, instead of playing that play, well, he's anticipating
0: particular. rather than seeing it. Maybe, huh?
1: Or yeah. So, but to me, you know. All right, so Kirk Cousins, obviously, the start was amazing. You know, and even he had kind of laughed. At someone said, "Did you feel like you were in the zone?" He said, "No, I just." they—they basically they were so open. You know, the offensive line was giving him time. The receivers were separating, and the Bears were nowhere to be found. And then ESPN or someone came out with a stat that all 42 throws or 41 throws, there was not a a defender within a yard of of the receiver amazing. for 40 some passes. So, uh, you know, th- their skill players are phenomenal. The offensive line is getting better. The tackles are, you know, Darasaw is, you know, is who we, you know, who we, they picked him to be. O'Neill, you know, struggled a little bit last week in London uh, with a couple of false starts and some uh, pressures. But, you know, he is he's outstanding. The you know, interior is getting together. Uh, and then Kirk, you know, uh, it can go either way with Kirk. Like when they lined up for that winning drive, it could have been three and out which we've seen in the past, or it was 17 plays where he converts four third downs two a month throws, two of them with uh, one is third and five and he scrambles, which was, I think every Vikings fan that rips him has to be going, you know, hooray, you know, Kirk, you didn't just cr- curl up and take a sack or, or throw it away on third down, you know, and then they're, they're deciding whether they should go for it on fourth down or kick a field goal. Um, he took off and, you know, he, he's he's not a runner, but he's got enough to get
0: those were huge runs, absolutely. Uh, and, then,
1: and then the, the sneak is, um, you know, he recognizes, you know, let's give him credit for recognizing whatever he saw because he's in the shotgun. It was a pass to begin with. And he came up under center, and then they had a sneak. Now, he doesn't have a whole lot to do with the sneak. I mean, obviously, he's got to, you know, and now they're allowed to come around behind you and push you in. So Derisaw, I believe, helped him shove him in. And uh, So, you know, to me, it's like, yeah, yeah. You can you can we can pick apart what he did, but I don't. I don't think there's a quarterback that's ever played a perfect game. I mean, a, a, I know that there's perfect passer rings, but a perfect game, and this guy was on his way to it with, in the beginning. Right. Of, his first game completion was like almost at like the two minute warning of the first half,
0: yeah.
1: uh, and he had 176 yards. And so, uh, I, I would just say overall, people would be, should be happy because when the game was down at the end and it needed to be. You know, some order needed to be restored and the better team needed to win. Kirk Cousins did his job and he did what he's paid to do. And uh, so, you know, hats off to him. I, I I don't like the fact that people are dug in. No matter what he does, they will say whatever their side believes, Yeah. That, you know, overall for Kirk. That he's terrible because of
0: this. Or he's That's good the way we relate each other these days, Mark, in, yeah. in, in sports and politics and what have you. So, go ahead. So, you know,
1: to me, Kirk Cousins did... You know, he, he did what you pay him to do at the end of a ball game whenever you're the better team, and um, you know he didn't do it. He wasn't like he said, like he said he wasn't a hero. But you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that couldn't can't do the things that he can do with time, or or uh, so they can win with Kirk Cousins. They're proven that they can win with Kirk Cousins. That's not to say next week that they go down there and he has one of those lame three and outs with the game on the line. Who knows? Yeah, uh, That's kind of been the, 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 the trend with him, but now you know, he's four and one, he's never been four and one in his career. So let's, you know, uh, uh, O'Connell is good for him. It's it's proven to be, to be a, a good fit. So let's, you know, let's, in, let's
0: ride it for what it's worth. You know, before we crown his ass and I'll tell you why I'm saying that in a second, uh, he didn't do everything I wanted. I wanted him to hand off that, Rather than sneaking in to give it to Dalvin Cook because I got him on my fantasy team. That would have been nice. Three touchdowns, but so I had the point. Uh, the 19 18 point lead that they had lost. Uh someone someone harkened up the last time that had happened was involved the Bears as well. But it was Denny Green and the Cardinals <laughs> when he gave his famous speech. Uh we 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 they were who we thought they were. You want to crown them, nice. crown their ass. Anyway. Uh Speaking of Dalvin Cook, 94 yards and two scores, a couple of receptions for 27 yards. He had a third one called back, I think. Uh, he is still he's not he's not lighting up with those big breakthroughs, the first level and, and just dance down for the long run. But he is slowly each week building building up a nice little season here, uh, getting a little bit stronger, a little bit better each week, despite uh, his bulky shoulder. What'd you think of his day? Well, uh, another
1: one of the little things I wrote about was when when, they, when it got to be a two-point game, you could sense that Dalvin Dalvin Cook – so the Bears kicked the field goal. They they uh, are – yeah, they move within 21-19, uh, or 21-19, 20, and then the, the Vikings come out, and the first play is Dalvin Cook, whammo. I mean, he was – that's the hardest run he's had, he had the entire game. There was a sense I got – I was watching the play unfold with Dalvin Cook saying, you know, we may be a passing team, but, you know, we're going to win it with me on this drive and 13 yards. They turn around, they hand it to him again. Wham, he comes flying through the line. It's seven yards, but uh, Johnny Munt has a holding penalty. Right. And, and and one thing the Vikings have been able to do all year, and it surfaced a little bit yesterday, was avoid the hold. That was the first holding penalty they had had on our – there was one earlier in the game. I think they had two holding penalties, both by tight ends. But that's the first time the Vikings' offense had had a holding penalty, so a lot of drives can can really be extended because you don't you know shoot yourself in the foot. And so after that, it goes from instead of second and three, it goes to first and twenty. They get behind in the in the down and distance, and three like three or four plays later, Kirk throws the interception. So you know if you stay clean there, the next play, the third play, I, I guarantee second and three. The way Dalvin ran those first two runs, Dalvin runs it again. And then Dalvin, if he gets seven, he runs it again. And maybe yeah. Dalvin breaks one of those. Uh, but didn't happen
0: because of the penalty. So the penalty was a problem also yesterday. Right. Um, yeah, especially if Zimmer was a coach, he'd be running it again. Just kidding. Uh, the real hero of the day on offense was Justin Jefferson. 10 grabs in the first half, 12 overall for 154 and a, uh, a big uh, PAT. Um, he, he looked like he did in the game against the you already said that earlier, you know, uh, it must be scheme because he was, he was effortlessly, effortlessly coming wide open. And those couple of those passes, one went for a nice reception, I think. And the other one was a, a penalty on on the defense where he just split past two guys and, and, and Kurt lays a nice one in there to him. Um, it's, it's, it's so much fun to watch that. JG is not going to burn you deep, but he's going to get open and, and, um let me let me ask this question I and mean, we, we can laud jj all day but you think uh are, are, is kirk depending too much on him uh this season so far and should he or should he not be i mean if he's open throw him the damn ball right
1: yeah i mean I, I, jokingly in the press box every time they like go to, to uh the jefferson you know say two plays in a row i'll say well you know, you know why aren't they getting the ball to cook they need to get the ball cooked then cook will have two runs and be like well, why aren't they giving the ball to Jefferson? Or why aren't they giving them... it was kind of funny because you just said uh, Aaron but,
0: Smith. I saw it. It was hilarious. And I no, agree with you.
1: Oh, no, but I, you you didn't get my tone though. I, he was the only he was the only one who hadn't touched the ball, and they were up twenty one to three, and the offense was clicking. And I was joking in that, uh you know, because it, it always it, it that's the way that we all of us in the on the outside tend to tend to react to. You're all you know.
0: you're all cynics in that press box. Right.
1: So you sit there and you, you know, that the questions are you know is why how can't you get this guy involved? Why can't you get that guy involved? And you know, one guy may have you know a, a fantastic game and a win, and it's like, Well, what, what's the point of like why I should this guy be involved? But, I
0: was looking at the council one guy saying, uh, There's only one ball, there's only one yeah. ball mark, and I'm going, well, yeah, get Irv involved, you know.
1: Well, but I was just joking at that. And like I said, you gotta get Jalen Reger involved. You know, got to get Jalen reger involved, and, <laughs> and yeah. sure enough, they had it. And then you know someone nudges me and he just scored a touchdown. I'm like, okay, who hasn't touched the ball? Who hasn't touched the ball? Oh, Irv Smith hasn't touched the ball. I said, you gotta get Irv Smith. And, and then he had his holding penalty. And I said, well, not like that. You can't get involved like that. I you, gotta, you were you know.
0: serious. I guess I should. Oh my I have to Watch, follow all your tweets. Well, if if
1: if I'm saying they should get someone the ball and they're they got like 300 yards of offense in the first half and they're up by 18. Chances are I'm being uh, I'm being sarcastic.
0: Well, you know he, you said that about Irv, and you just said they should get him involved, and he, obviously you're being facetious. That's fine, but to a certain extent, it was right because in the second half they started, he was the one that was coming free, and he was making some big plays that helped them get back in the game. At the end, there were a couple Irv Smith catches that were 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 uh, important. So I thought you know Mark was right. Well. Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: well, so, what, but what I what I really liked about what O'Connell did that, you know, um, you know, this is an analytics team. It's a completely opposite. Uh, well, the the last regime did the analytics, but they didn't talk about it as much. Uh, but you know, the GM's an analytics guy. The, the the coach is an offensive young analytics guy. But he got a sense. You know, two times earlier this year, the uh, the Vikings have have won the have lost the coin toss, and, and they've. Uh, and they've gone a uh, touchdown drive like uh, 13 plays 75 yards uh, 12 plays 80 yards and touchdowns so um, O'Connell senses what he can do with his offense when he's you know at the beginning of games and, he, and they win the coin toss and he says you know what analytics tells me to do this but I right. my gut tells me to do this and I was so impressed by him that he can he even joke even laugh when I asked about it he kind of laughed and looked into the back of, maybe Quacy was back there or something but he kind of looked and he said, "Yeah, sometimes the analytics people get mad at me for this, but I do feel like you can use your offense to to play uh, complementary football." And he's exactly he's exactly right. If you can take the ball, hold it for seven minutes, and, and score a touchdown and hand it over, that turns all the analytics on its ear because analytics says, you know, you you get the ball, yeah. you you are you kick it off, you stop them three and out, and then then uh, all the t- you know the average time of the drives works out to where you get the ball at the end of the first half and you get the ball at the beginning of the second half. Well, you know, a, a hats off to O'Connell because he's like, you know what? We can control this game with our offense. And I feel really good about it. You know, that we can go down the field and they did. And so, you know, it shows me that this guy's not just an analytics offensive guy. He's, he's, he's wow. got some, oh. some intelligence to him. So i,
0: I, I, I time stamp this from Mark Craig. actually, uh, actually appreciating the boy wonder that yes as you've <laughs> told me he's called from time to time um what i liked about what he did was just some some different wrinkles you have the inside hand out or flip to rager for the touchdown you had the the uh there was a flea flicker in there then there was the double reverse pass from jj to Dalvin. i, I you know those things generally worked and uh, i think the the flea flicker did not but uh um if I'm actually thinking about maybe that's a different team. I don't know, but there was a couple of plays in there that you just hadn't seen. You know, you know, the Vikings would try them in the past, but they came at good times. They came, I, I think they caught the, the defense is flat footed and it's like you, you, well, success allows you to do that. But that was, that for me, was nice to see from KOC.
1: I was not able to get a follow-up in because I wanted to tell, I wanted to ask him, I said, I've been covering this league since 1991. And I have never heard a press box announcer say uh, flea flicker for two yards. Uh, I've never heard a flea flicker that went for two yards. So, and, and uh, O'Connell made his reference to we tried to get something out of that flea flicker screen. More, we wish we would have gotten more out of the flea flicker screen. So, uh, I get, you know, because we were also joking that, you know, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is the first guy to ever throw a check down on a flea flicker. Um, but <laughs> it was. You know, so maybe they're they're setting that up for something else down the road. I hope so. I, you're putting it on film. I don't, I don't know, but it just looked like a really awkward, you know, thing that it was like almost immediately went to to Munt for two yards, and I so yeah. I was like, I, I wanted to know a little bit more about what the thinking was on that, uh, what where they
0: were going with that. Well, I criticized the uh, Munt drop from last week when they when they, they said you didn't want to have his hands on the ball in that important situation. Last week, so I'm gonna pat him on the back for this week for just just mixing up things and doing some, trying some different things. And like you said, you know, like we're putting it on film so that somewhere down the road somebody sees that they have the potential for that. Maybe they have some more stuff. But anyway, all right. Now uh, we exhausted the offense for now. We'll uh, take a quick break on Vikings territory, and we'll come back and discuss the defense's day, which is was good and was not so good. Come on back with Mark Craig and myself on Vikings territory breakdown. Okay folks, welcome back to Vikings territory breakdown with myself and Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Uh we got to do some camera adjustments maybe for this segment or for one in the future, but that's between Mark and I. So we'll talk about that later. Uh the defense, the defense uh came out great. They were just as uh suffocating and 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 great in the first half on the Bears until that last drive and then things changed. Then they then things flipped, and, you know, in the first half, they, they, they gave up a couple big plays. You know, one of them that some like announcers called the catch of the year it was a nice catch, one of those one-handed – the ball sticks to your gloves, you know, when you reach your hand up there. I wish I had those when I was playing in high school, but that's beside the point. Uh, but then things kind of flipped. You know, uh, Mike was talking offline about the adjustments teams make what did what what did uh chicago do or what didn't the vikings do that that just kind of flipped the screen it went from a 21 to 3 lead to they lost the lead 19 19 unanswered points by the bears what uh what happened there well i think you know
1: i don't have all the numbers in front of me but it, it seemed like justin fields started moving around a little bit more and you know uh, also justin fields there was a play before that uh that great because that that catch was amazing because Sullivan was all over him. I mean, Sullivan actually had pretty good coverage um, deep down the field, but uh, maybe the series before that number 18 drops a ball. That was a deep ball. So he drops a ball that, you know, that changes games. I mean, you catch that, that's, that's a classic example of like, well, what happened who did they do any adjustments in that case? You know, the one guy makes the great catch. Then they score and the other guy drops the ball and they punt and it, there's so many like like lost yardage that you just forget about, you know, yeah. and it's always it's always lumped on the quarterback. Oh, he only completed two of ten passes or whatever it is. Well, you know, there's a big drop there, a big big drop there that that could have changed the game even starting earlier. Um, you know, I, I I haven't been a big fan of this of how this defense is called, and I I'm not a I'm not a believer in this defense yet uh, with the three four, and I don't feel uh, like, Daniil does not look comfortable to me in this defense. Hmm. Um, Zadarius looks more comfortable. He's he made it. Yep, you're right. You now, there was a play where um, it was a big play because I was over the middle. It might have been a third down conversion to the tight end to 85, where Daniil is in in front of him, you know, maybe 10 yards down the field. Safety's behind him, and there's just this, big, you know, hole in the defense. And, you know, they throw it over Daniil, and he catches it and it's a big first down. And, you know, I, I'm just not, a I just, I'm not a believer that that is something that Daniil can do on a consistent basis. I don't, I don't want Daniil Hunter downfield covered. I don't want Daniil yeah. Hunter, you know, you know, I know he's athletic and I know he's long enough to like uh, inter- interrupt the passes from where they're the trajectory of the passes and all this stuff. But you know, I just, I want him rushing the passer um, so I, am not a defensive coordinator. I'd give you a, a lot more examples of what you should do, but I, I just see examples of this defense, uh, where, you know, I'd like to see more pressure. I'd like to see more exotic blitzing. Uh, I was talking to Harrison Smith for my Matt Daniels story, because a- Harrison's actually older than the special teams coach. Wow. And, uh, I said, you know, I said, Harrison, I was, you know, I'm watching this London game. And I said, when you came, when you came off the edge with with Daniel and that key pressure at the end where uh, Dalton threw incomplete I said that that I was like where'd that come where'd that come from and he's like yeah I'm, pr- I'm pretty good at doing that and I said well that that was the first time he did it all year and he's like he goes yeah I think so and and then I said you know I, I just don't I told I told him what I'm saying here uh, this wasn't for print or anything and, and he didn't say anything controversial but he said that um uh, You know, he goes, you know, we're still learning it. We're still, you know, the the coverage is going to get tighter. Uh, It's it's a process. And uh, but there's still things I I just don't like. And that particular play where Daniel is trying to, you know, he's 10 yards off the ball trying to cover a tight end. I don't like it. So um, they're winning, you know, and the defense, maybe they get better and it becomes a different story.
0: There there was a quote from Harrison I read this morning before we got on that said, uh, you know, uh, we're still learning, and if we're winning while we're learning, that's a great thing, you know. You yeah, know? yeah, because
1: he's, you know, he's, tw- he's in his 11th year, eleventh uh, yeah, 11th season, where you know, he's seen the other end of this stuff. He's been through the three wins with Leslie, and and they were blowing big leads uh, in Le- at Leslie's last year, too, and I uh, saw last year and the year before. and uh, So he's lived through a lot of losing, a lot of embarrassing
0: situations. So. If it's learning, Mark, I can live with that because you figure they're going to get better. And you know, like you said, you know they're four and one while they're learning. But some of the schemes still—I mean—and you've you've mentioned this on the show before too—is is still you don't understand why there's so much wide open, you know, receivers and there the the, the the there there seems to be a lot of space sometimes. And I I you know maybe it is all position and they and maybe some of the players are not yet where they're supposed to be at all times, and that's maybe that's causing the gaps. I don't know. If it's going to get tighter, if it's going to get better, okay, I can live with that. But uh, if this is what it is, I'm still concerned about how far it's going to take you until somebody sees, well, shoot, shoot, let's just dump it down there. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers fills in with 200 cuts with a knife and then gashes you at the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me,
0: it's it, it
1: has been seen. It's, uh, you know, Philadelphia um, – you know, I, I think people would have seen it even if, because some have said, "Well, people saw this because Troy Aikman was barking about it the whole game." I, you know, I maybe to some, for some people, I mean, I'm I don't, I don't profess to know uh, football like Tony Romo and Troy Aikman and those guys, but whenever I'm sitting there and I don't see the quarterback being pressured, and I see guys catching balls, and I see the, you know, uh, the running back, you know, able to to go 13 yards on the first drive, and I see everybody playing back. And the corners are literally, I'm, I'm sitting there, I can, uh, I can slow things down and count the, the, the slashes and see if they're six yards deep, six, seven yards deep, and, and they're completing balls in front of them. I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't, because there, there are too many players, too many quarterbacks in this league that can that can take you down the field like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, and, you know, to me, I, I just, I want to see more pressure more often. I don't want to see Daniel Hunter covering guys down the field. Um, but that's – they didn't hire me to be defensive coordinator.
0: So. You know, I saw uh, a note this morning. People are were, were looking at snap counts. And uh, I guess Brian Asamoah got in for Hicks like on six snaps yesterday. And apparently they're, they're, the, the idea was I think he was kind of playing a scout of – to watch a Justin Fields in case he got out. And I, I think that was a smart move to do. I don't know, you know – know justin fields can get out all kinds of times he can get out all over the place so maybe you have to because i think asimo is is probably faster than hicks but uh oh he is
1: i mean yeah absolutely that's what they were doing i mean i i feel um because you know this is a he's kind of a you know there's the modern linebacker which i consider eric kendrick's and then there's like the more modern linebacker which is this guy who's special special he's like a special teams uh he could be a, he could be a star on special teams and he looks like he could play safety. Um, so yeah, I, it, and that's, you know, I, I got that feeling too. And I, I, see, you know, I didn't know it was six plays or whatever, but I did see him in there and it's like, okay, yeah, that's, that's different. Uh, so I don't know the defense, as long as they're winning and, you know, you can maybe it evolves, it becomes better. Um, but yeah, some of the stuff I just, I'm not on board with
0: <laughs> frankly. Um, your colleague Jim Suhan wrote a piece this morning about the three big plays for Cam Dantzler. Uh he had the uh breakup of the Pat, which was huge. He had he had the uh the flop on the, the uh block in the back on Justin Field's uh scramble for a touchdown. That thank goodness we won't have to watch that forever. Like we've seen the Vic run and the Ye- Steve Young run against the Vikings. Still, you know, and then the third play, of course, the final play, the big play where you know, I, I got to give a Dancer credit for this. He said after the game, well, two things first, he said he flopped, which he shouldn't have done because now someone's going to probably look at it and want to change the rules or, or look for him for flopping. But the other thing he said on the last play, we had done film study and saw that, and we knew Marsette Smith or that he carries the ball loosely, and he, he says that's why he he went for it, he got beat. And he didn't give up on the play. He turned around and he just grabbed that ball and went the other way. I, I still, I'm just amazed at that play. So my hats off to him. I mean, that comes from uh, classroom work, and that comes from uh, you know just being smart. Well, to- it also comes with
1: with playing the guy in practice for the last two exactly. years. I mean, you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Cam is a guy. He's he's um, he's probably he's a little immature. Or he's he's mm-hmm. becoming more mature. And and this is a you know hats off to to a. Uh, Patrick Peterson right. and, and it's almost like this guy, he is this guy's mentor and he is this guy's um, like assistant coach. He's you know, basically teaching him how to act and, uh, and teaching him how to like be a pro because when you look at, at Dantzler uh, he looks like a guy that was crafted in a cornerback shop. You know, it's like, he's got, you know, he's tall, he's got the long arms, He, you know, and uh, when his, his, the best he's been up until now was, Rookie minicamp. I mean, he was better than the first-round draft pick that they that they brought in. Uh, he was ahead of him because he did. I mean, he challenged guys. He had a swagger to him, and then he just kind of kind of disappeared. Right. Um. And I don't know if it's a confidence thing. You know, confidence plays such a huge role in in this in this everywhere in life. Right. But but in football, I mean, you look at at, at Justin Tucker. I mean, uh, this is totally off going cornerback to kicker, but. I mean, when that guy kicked, when it's an inch out of the middle of the uprights, I mean, that's probably a bad day for him. It's like last night, that kick, he, he knew. he I mean, he's just, he's like a maestro out there. He just kind of goes, yeah. you know, he, he knows he's going to make it. So my point with Cam Dantzler is I think he's got that confidence back, and it helps to have Patrick Peterson in your corner teaching you and bringing that confidence back. So uh, Andrew Booth, you know, I thought he'd be the starter, but he's, he's going to be one of these guys probably that's, going to be dinged up a lot. And right now, you know, that, that young man's losing his potential to be a starter at any point this season, because Dansler is, uh, you know, you have a game like that, you know, Dansler's not going anywhere soon.
0: So I note that the Vikings, I think was six, maybe rookies that have might be a little high, but at least four to five of their rookies that they drafted have been injured on special teams this year. I mean, Cena is gone. Andrew Booth, uh, uh, several more have been – or out of the – not not on the field because of the special teams, that's beside the point. The other thing I wanted to say, you brought up Patrick Peterson, I wanted to amplify that because um, there's only two Vikings that have been on every defensive snap this year. It's Cam Bynum and Patrick Peterson. And Patrick Peterson was coming in here, supposed to be on the, the downside of his career, and he's was playing that much. I, I hope that they, they kind of do with him what they did with uh, – Wow, the red wine drinking defensive back that uh, Terrence Newman that uh, Zimmer loved that try to see maybe make him a coach after he's done I and mean, keep him happy here if he enjoys working with this because he he's got seems to have the right mentality certainly has the right smarts and he's and he's uh, and he's still performing for this team even though there's a couple plays each week he scares you a little bit but uh, uh, it's great to have him out there.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there's always any cornerback that plays. There's going to be plays that scare you, but, uh, you know, they can count on him. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always ironic whenever you talk about a guy's age and he's getting toward the end of his career and then he's the healthy one. Uh, he's the one that's not having to come off the field or, you know, doesn't have the injuries. And So, um, yeah, it's it's good to have, you know, Dancer starts to progress. And then now maybe, you know, I don't know that. They're going to, you know, challenge Peterson. But a lot of times, guys get a reputation, and Revis, Darrell Revis, had this up until the very end of his career. I mean, people just avoided him because of the reputation. And I think right. at the very end, they went after him a lot. And it was kind of sad to see, you know, Revis giving up, you know, some big plays at the very end of his right. career. Like a lot of great players, whenever they get to the end, and you know, doesn't you know go the way they want at the end. So, um, you know, right now, Peterson's got a lot, you know, with his reputation and he's still playing well and and he's uh, he's a pro's pro and he's you know i, I don't see him you know barring injury you know, he's
0: not gonna you know
1: fall off the table this year
0: the vikings uh did good uh, in the run game yesterday they gave up a few i mean the first out of the gate there was a, a run up the middle with uh, by montgomery that they they cashed I mean, he's had success against them in the past but Maybe talk about their run defense. I think Tomlinson, Delvin Tomlinson had a good game yesterday and has been playing pretty good this year. Would you agree? Yeah,
1: I mean, their run game has been, you know, inconsistent. Running, run defense has been inconsistent. I don't know where they rank, but um, there's just times where, you know, it's like, you know, you need to stop, you need to stop, you need to stop. And you, you, they better get their run game, run defense in order because for whatever reason, Packers missed the opportunity to I mean the Packers right. became Packers I mean they, Aaron Rodgers is great and it's Aaron Rodgers team but what makes him better is when that they got the, the running backs going and and uh, they did not run the ball well enough or attempt enough runs when they were here week mm-hmm. one. So um, that game's going to be of course it's at the very end of the season and who knows you know it'd be Really cool if they were if they was for like first place in the division. I mean, well that would, wouldn't
0: be. We should have that wrapped up by then. Yeah. So,
1: so uh, but you know, you're you're going to see a lot different. And you know, to me, they're three and all in the division, but they have uh, three out of their first five games all at home, uh, but three of their last five games are division games all on the road. So, like great when they're scheduled, Mark. You only can only do what the schedule uh, does. But that's going to be a weird, you know, because uh, right now everyone's all you know is uh, happy about the schedule and all. Uh, look, we're out to this great start. We're three and all in the division. Uh, but when you get to the end and say you really need those wins, and you're like you're going to Soldier Field, and it's, I think maybe so maybe the Bears are like the last game, and the, I think Green Bay is a, is a second is, to last game. Second, but, so uh, a- uh, I only take them one game at a time, Joe. Um, but you know, like going <laughs> go going to going, going to Green Bay and it's twenty below zero or whatever, and uh, you know, and and despite what the Vikings play on their pregame and when they have a the little fake snow that comes down in the state in the stadium. Yeah. And they talk, uh, and this is—I don't want to. I'm not. This is not disrespect. The oh, guys yeah. that are on that, film. like Jim Marshall, and them. He narrates it, and but it's funny to hear to see these old grizzled Vikings that you just. As, you're, as a kid, I would love to watch the Vikings just because I, I like to see the breath, you know, the the linemen when they're getting they digging nice. in in the ice, and then the, the, you can see their breath and all this. Uh, but them talking about it being tough, you know, but you're inside and it's fake snow and it's just what's a weird vibe for king me. King of the
0: North, baby. We're current king of the north, so just settle down. It's it's funny that you should say all that because I, I think earlier I think we've had Need a Rewind button where you said we should just enjoy it. But here you are looking past these three division wins at home, and we gotta start getting nervous again. So anyway, I, I I want one more stat on the defense. The defense is twenty seventh in the league in giving up yards and thirteen in points allowed. What the heck is that? Ben, don't break, obviously. But is that is that this defense? Is that is that what they got? Maybe they got some smart guys back there who, who I don't know. I, I you know you would think they'd be getting uh doing worse in those stats, or they'd be a little bit more, you know, the thirteen yard thirteenth and points allowed would be a little bit lower you know, if they're giving, if they're giving
1: well, yards. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, the attempt is the bend don't break. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, when you're playing a, a quarterback, like Justin Fields, it's not going to break as much as if you know, the weird thing is, you yeah, know, uh, is there, the best quarterback they played is that wasn't even in the ball game with Aaron Rodgers, Um, uh, and then Jalen hurts is, is, as. uh, wasn't a Jalen Hurts fan, but I'm becoming a bigger he, one airkeep with had each,
0: a lot better with, this
1: year. With each passing week, uh, I don't maybe they don't have to go out and get a quarterback. It's look certainly not looking that way. Right. Uh, but you know, a lot of it depends on who what quarterback you're playing. But you know, and to me it's all playing. it's all about to me it's all about the the points allowed. It's the yardage you can get into some weird games and or you know, say you're you're leading and you, you got the game in hand and you give up a 80 yard touchdown or something like that right and yards become kind of like you know, who cares they were uh, or, up or, yards or, on
0: that last one and on that last one before or, Sam in there a
1: great example was was 2020 or 2019 i believe they played you know Zimmer one you know, i was like why aren't the, why, why aren't they passing the ball more well they had a, they started the season i think they played in atlanta and they're up 20 to nothing at halftime and they had a they had some big wins early in the year where they you know, just basically put the game away, and unlike you know, we've seen here recently, they they held control of the game, so they didn't throw the ball as much, and uh, so I think it's all gets skewed based on how the game goes. You know, each week, so um, give me points allowed, points scored. That's all that really matters.
0: All right, well then I, I I will climb off the defensive backs. They're learning, they're winning, they're four and one. Did we say that they're four and one? Kings in the North, first place in, in the North. If uh, I think Mark sent me a note that said if they if the season ended today they'd be facing the Packers in the first round at home, teams, which is which is no problem, baby. Uh, let's uh, take a break on that note we'll come back and talk a little special teams and uh, a little NFL and we'll get cranked up with the pre- prediction segment. So come on back to Vikings territory breakdown. Okay, folks. Uh, we're starting segment three. We're not welcoming you back because we know you stayed here and stuck through all those advertisements while we were gone. That's what you're supposed to do. Anyway, uh, special teams. Mark wrote a piece for, on Matt Daniels, a special teams coach, which you said a little while ago. He's younger than uh, Harrison Smith. What does that tell you? Uh but the the special teams, which had been just phenomenal this year, I, I've been talking about them every week. And yesterday, they they had they had a little struggle. They had holding calls on a punt return and punt coverage, fifteen yard punt by uh, Ryan Wright, two missed field goals, Rager fumbles and recovery, uh, and uh, they kept uh, Canadian wonga bottled up. So. Not their best game. And uh, like you said earlier, they were holding, they were keeping the Bears around. What, what did you see from them? And what can you tell us about the story you wrote from the Star Tribune on, on that?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I jinxed him. I, I, I jinxed him. Uh-huh. I was like, uh, well, I, I talked to him before, the, the the Thursday before London, because I get it. This, this guy screams head coach to me. He's 32, 33 years
0: old. Don't say the, that.
1: The way he carries himself, the way that he interacts with players, the way that. Uh, not saying Mike Tomlin because that you can't really put someone in a box like that because, but there's a similar feel like when you look at a guy, you're like, Oh, can he, you know, he just has a head coach head coaching feel. So talked to him before, like for a half hour before the London game. And then I, and I said to the editors, I was like, we just need them to play really well. have a really good special teams performance in London. And they went off the charts. Great in London. And then it became a no brainer. And, you know, just thought, uh, you know, he's Matt the hat. And it, because he was at Duke and he is, as a, as a As a freshman, he met the senior running back in the hole, broke his face mask. So they started calling, you know, you really laid the hat. And he's like, you know, my name's Matt. And I laid the hat and I became Matt the Hat. And uh, (laughs) the players players call him that because he shows film of it, even going back to his high school in Georgia. So it's a fun story if if people want to go and read it. It's, uh, you know, he talked to his mom and talked to his uh, um, high school, one of his high school coaches about just like he had, he would have, he had a, a game where he ran for 348 yards. was a fullback in a wing tee, ran for 348 yards on 18 on 18 carries. And they said that wasn't even the best play that he had in the game. He comes up from safety his uh, first snap and blows up the running back. Hits him so hard that the stadium went silent because it was like the noise that this guy would have. And I, the other thing about this guy that I don't think anyone else wrote about was, um, and I don't believe it was discussed, um, but you know, nine days his, his dad had. Uh, uh, lung disease and was in Wisconsin at the University Hospital there awaiting a double lung transplant. And they were transferring from the gurney to the uh, operating table. He had a, had a uh, heart attack and died. Wow. Um, and this guy, you know, I talked to Kevin O'Connell about it. Um, you know, Kevin O'Connell said, you know, football is not important right now. <laughs> Go be with your family, take a leave. Well, he, this is nine days before the preseason opener. You know, he goes with his family they have this, the funeral and then he, that afternoon on the funeral he gets on a plane and goes to Vegas for the preseason opener. So uh, and, and he's talking about you know, like I need the players as much as they need me because of what he's going through and uh, he has developed a really tight in the short amount of time uh, just has a with the players that you, it's genuine uh, that there's a lot of respect now. And saying this, uh, they went out and they you know they're not going to be like London every week. Uh, you know, there's missed field goal. There's a block field goal. There's uh, the 15-yard, like you mentioned, 15-yard punt, uh, penalties uh, that put the ball at midfield. So it was, a, it was not a good game for the special teams. But, you know, my goodness, it's, in the grand scheme of things, five games, you know, they're, they, are, they are a strength of the team. And they yeah. are not going to just be terrible because they had one bad game.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's I, I can't hammer them uh, for that, you know, but it, it did, it did, it just showed you how important that is. I mean, how often do you see, oh, okay, we're punting or all sort of, punt. okay. sigh of relief, but you know, you, you know, you, it, special teams can change a game and, and, and they did a little bit. And, uh, this and
1: they've been, you know, the, the kickoff coverage has been the best in the league. And, and uh, yesterday there was actually a return that went into the thirties, 33, yeah. 34 yard line. And that is not. You know, I mean, they, they have locked people down. It's become a weapon, where they drop it on the one, you know, goal line, one yard line, and then they're downer Asamoah and Troy Dye and these guys, Metellus. Um, you know, they got some fabulous, fabulous uh, athletes, young athletes that play special teams. Um, you know they haven't moved on to their other positions yet like Asamoah. Asamoa is that the
0: key I mean, mark is, it, is that the key or is it some scheme that Daniels is doing or is it you know is it both i mean that they well, are it's a scheme but it, it's a scheme but also you know, like there was one uh, i I wrote about it in the
1: Lions game i think it was where um you know Asamoa makes a tackle at the 14 yard line on a kickoff what was the key to it was the, the twister that they call him uh, Evans uh, Caleb Evans another rookie Uh, takes on this, the block that, that they anticipate because Asamoah is kind of making a name for himself as a, as a special teamer when teams are looking at the film. So they, they worked it to where, you know, Evans ends up taking the block. That's the double that's basically uh, intended for uh, number 33 and it worked out perfectly. And he came through and he laid the hat on, on the guy. So yeah, it's uh, that's what it's about. And and Asamoah also was um, Daniels' highest rated linebacker for special teams. So uh, there's a, there's a buy-in, I think, uh, you know, when you're drafting guys of, you know, special teams. So uh, it's not just uh, Daniels, but it's having a belief in it that this is a
0: really important part of the team. I remember talking to Pre for many years ago and just asking him about that. And when it comes to the draft and, Know, I said, Are you just left with the what's whatever's left over from the non stars? He goes, Yeah, to a certain degree, but he says he's also in their lobbying when they're drafting people because of they that he sees some special teams talent in them, too. Uh, in addition to what they bring to the other position, so it's 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 important, it's it's a big deal. And you mentioned Akalia Evans, he's one of the other guys that got he's in the concussion protocol and got hurt on special teams. So hopefully, they're not they're not down for too long, those, those guys. Yeah. You know, and I,
1: I give them credit for, uh, you know, it's a rookie not leaving us on the, on the uh, onside kick. I mean, that, that could have been uh right. You know, that was a good well time to do it. And I, you know, they did not, they were not fooled at all by that. They very well could have been right. If they weren't well, if they weren't well
0: coached. It was a good, it was a big play. You're right. You know, it gets overlooked. I had one more question. I had question. I wanted to ask you just a trend. I've, I've kind of noticed and it's been hap- It's happened it's happening more. Now it seems to be a trend with more with the Vikings and other teams, but, and, and certainly uh, Rodgers and the Packers have done it in the past where they're, they're doing more quick huddle or no huddle, you know, I mean, they're going to run a play and they're going to get right back up to the line. And now that Kirk has the ability to call plays at the line, they, they can do that. And I think to keep, you know, to keep the defense from changing their personnel. What do you, what do you think about that? Does, uh, Uh, It seems like the Vikings are are doing that more and more. And is that just simply because Kirk can can call plays, in which he seems to be doing a lot?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily just a a – it's not for the hurry up. I forget whether um, CJ was in there at that point. Um, But, you know, having a fullback that's athletic like him, that that to me gives you an option where you can kind of keep him in and do some things with him um, that they're not – you know, expecting because you know the fullback is disappearing from the league, right? Right, and you know that's a way of keeping personnel in that's to your advantage, I think. Um, but yeah, you're seeing, you are seeing. Uh, I mean, this is an offensive guy. It's a, it, it's so you're you're seeing the benefits of this, and um, you know, I think that when you know Zimmer had um, when he had, I mean, Zimmer did lose. He went through a lot of offensive coordinators, but two of them got head coaching jobs because they did a hell of a job. Right. Um the last one he picked was probably the his worst decision and played a big role in him, you know, getting getting fired is uh, is going from Gary Kubiak to Clint Kubiak and thinking right. that that was going to be a transition just based on the last name and that you know that was a huge mistake on his part and but now you've got a guy and and you're seeing the benefits of uh, on that side of the ball. Now on the other side of the ball, I, you know, they're they're winning and they're doing some things but uh, I'm a little concerned. I'm concerned about the defense. I, I know they made a great play to seal the win and have made some good plays this year, but I, I'm, like I said, I it concerns me a little bit how they play defense.
0: Yeah, um, let's let's make a quick foray into some NFL headlines that we saw this week. You're the NFL insider for for the star tribune. And, um, the one that sticks out is, uh, the second London game of the year. And the first for those Packers, I contend they will never go again. They got beat by the giants in the last play of the Packers and, and, uh, they dropped two, three and two. And not only did they lose, but the lions lost and the bears lost. So the Vikings sit alone atop at four and one in the NFC North, but, uh, um, What'd you think of that Packers game? And uh, what do you think of them now? I know I'm, you're, you're probably sick of me giving you grief about your preseason pick, but they don't look so good. I mean, they started out really strong and they went belly up at the end and just let, you know, the giants walk back into the game and eventually beat them. Yeah.
1: I'm not going to bail out of the Super Bowl pick on, on, in, you know, first week in October. Maybe uh, when the
0: Vikings beat them in November or December. Well, yeah,
1: well, yeah then it'll, yeah, if that, that happens. Um, uh, You know, what, what struck me is that uh, when they got down there and the first batted pass, you're thinking, okay, you know, uh, this is Roger's moment. It sort of reminded me of like um, uh, 2020 when they went there and Zimmer had like seven rookies that he started or he played on defense and Rogers was wheeling around to to make a long throw at the very end. And you're thinking, oh, here it comes. This is Roger's moment. He's going to win the game. And, um, uh, Wonham sacked him uh, and then stripped him of the ball and the Vikings recovered. Well, you know, the first tip at you know third down, I think it was, you're thinking, oh, you know, Rod, still feel like Rodgers is going to do something and win the game. And then when they, they got him in the fourth down, it was like, well, you know, wow, you know, the Giants, I'm not saying the Giants are for real or anything, but the Giants are a different Giants team that we haven't seen in a very long time, it seems. Uh, healthy, healthy a,
0: Barkley helps, that's for sure.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Bar- you know, Barkley, it looks fantastic. Uh, you know, and Daniel Jones is, you know, kind of a you know, he and Zach Wilson had the same amount of wins as uh Tom Brady and uh Aaron Rodgers. How about Six that? Six wins.
0: Um, the one that, team that's getting you know uh my attention more and more, and I hate the heck to say it is the Cowboys. Their defense looks really, really good. Uh, they're winning games without Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, who is still undefeated, and uh, they're, they're gaining confidence. I mean, every year that team is always, hey, everybody, oh, the Cowboys are back, the Cowboys are back, the Cowboys back, and then and then they don't even make the playoffs. But the Vikings—they're on the Vikings schedule, and it's it's going to be a tough game uh, of the remaining games. The Vikings are pros, supposedly had the third toughest schedule early on, and now they have the fifth. Fifth, you know, the third, fifth toughest schedule. Now it's the third easiest, but the Cowboys are going to be a tough for them to handle. They're they're looking pretty good in the NFC. Yeah,
1: and uh, you know, Cooper Rush, uh, he's not winning the games, uh, but he's not losing the games. And but that defense, you know, is I don't know where they rank and everything, but when you watch them, it's like you know that to me looks like the best defense right now. And uh, man, I mean they they have some athletes and some edge rushers that are going to be. Kind of really put yeah parson's is uh i i you know aaron donald is 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 a freaking one of the best defensive players in the history of the league all positions uh might still be the best player in the league a defensive player uh but parson's it might be right there or might be a little ahead it, it, There's so much they can do with him he's such a weapon uh and digs uh, you know I digs gambles and everything but yeah they, they got they got a fantastic defense and you know the fact that they're four and one without you know Dak. Dak is zero and one, and the Cowboys are four and zero without Dak. It's uh, you got to be sitting there thinking yeah, they're playing with house money. It's because uh, you know when, when he gets healthy, I, they're talking about controversy and quarterback and everything. I don't see it. Uh, I think last year whenever, whenever uh, Cooper won, he beat the beat the the Vikings uh, in prime time, and then I think Dak came back the next week. He might have lost, but. You know, Dak is still the
0: guy that you. Let's put this way: Jerry's going to make sure that Dak's the guy that's yeah when he when he's healthy. You know, the Bears got or not Bears, the Lions got shut out. I can't remember by who. Uh, Patriots. Patriots, yes, 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 and uh, Patriots are looking. You know, the the Lions have a good offense, so you got to you got to notice the Patriots too. However, um, I think they're on the the, they're on the Viking schedule, the Patriots as well. I, I mentioned you is, is Campbell on the hot seat and I realize they love him there and, and the players love him and they've been in all these games and it seems like they're close and they're getting better. So I don't think he is on a hot seat, but you think somebody else might be? Or the, you, you said to me that you thought the first coach to go would be Matt Rule who's coaching the, the Panthers. Why Why do you say yeah, that? I mean, uh, well,
1: I mean, he's uh, – you see a lot of turnarounds, you know, like, like look what, look what the Dable's doing with the Giants and look what O'Connell's doing here with the Vikings. And, you know, there's in the NFL, you can, if you can make coaching changes and and benefit pretty quickly, if you get the right guys and all this. Uh, But Matt rule, I think was five and 11, five and 11 and now he's one and four. So there's no traction whatsoever that's Mm -hmm. being generated by this guy. Uh, Granted. I mean, they, they've kind of gone, how Christian McCaffrey goes whenever he's hurt. You know they disappeared last year and I think the year before. I mean, uh, it's been a long time since McCaffrey's been that guy that's you know, right. take as a face of the league and can do all these different things. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy enough. Uh, and they've, they've struggled trying to find a quarterback. And but you know, the coach ultimately pays for that. And you know, you just watch how they're you know, what's happening to them. If there's going to be a guy go before the end of the season, I would put my money on him.
0: Um, you know, I, I want to circle back to the Vikings, you know, and just ask you real quickly, uh, which I, I rarely do. I don't ask anything real quickly, right? Um, uh, you said you'd be happy. We should be happy, but I, I'm going to be happy with a little bit of a caveat because it still is against the Bears, the Lions, and the uh, 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 a wounded Saints team. The, the Packers win was a great win. You know, and I, I think there are reasons for that. I don't think the Packers are as good as we we thought they were. I've said that for a couple of weeks, and they they got uh, shown up really bad in Philadelphia. So I, I I'm still tempering my enthusiasm, even though I enjoyed that. But uh, you, are the are the teams close enough together in this league that we should not say fraudulent is too strong of a word? But we should not say that we could be can't, we can't be giddy about this. Uh, four and one start here.
1: I'd be happy. I wouldn't be giddy. I mean, uh, the way this league works, I mean, the, the, the Vikings destroyed the Packers and then they got destroyed by the Eagles. If they were to play again, uh, the Vikings might, might very well get destroyed by the Packers and then go destroy the Eagles. I mean, <laughs> that's just the way, that's just the way, You I mean, Good that's work. how it is. That's how it is. And, that's uh, cool. you know, um, each week is its own little season, uh, you know. A couple of things that also to be happy about is is going, you know, going to London and winning, and, and then having a game that, it's, I don't know how many teams have played the very the next week. I know the Saints did it as well. Um, coming back home the and first playing team to win,
0: the yeah first to, team to win and then
1: come back. Yeah. Come and there hasn't there haven't been a whole lot because typically it's always been you. Uh, take your buy right after that. Well, now they, they want to get those London games, I think, earlier in the year. Well, nobody wants to buy in week five. Um, right. So the Vikings were, were smart enough to, like, talk their way out of we don't want to buy. We want to, you know, they, they got a home game, and it helps having the Bears that are, you know, it'd be different if they had, a you know, the, the Bucks coming in and, you know, yeah. but they had the Bears coming in. And so to get through that, and it was ugly, you know, but to be able to come back from London – and then hang on and win a game against the Bears. Um yeah, it looked like a know, jet lag me, in
0: the second half, didn't it, Mark? Yeah, but, the jet
1: lag is op- opposite. So I mean like if you, you think it maybe it'd come in the first part of the game, but no, it
0: uh, you know, came at I, the, end. The, the 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 and the NFL gave them the granted that what their request and and they should. I mean, if you're gonna go overseas and, and do that and go through what it takes to do that, you should be rewarded with you know setting up your schedule help you know a little you you should get a kickback because not everybody goes over there each year and this was the packers first game ever you know in all these years the Vikings went there in 83 or 84 with Bud Grant for a preseason game they've gone four times now and uh the Packers never been there so you know I would say good on the NFL for for granting them that uh how KLC wanted to do the bye.
1: Yeah I I don't see it as a You know that's it's not unreasonable to ask for it, and it's not unre- It's they were reasonable in giving it to them. So, yeah, yeah uh, you know, and then you you, you know, the way the schedule is kind of playing out here, they're pr- they're not going to get the dolphins at their best. Uh, you know, Tyree nice Kill. Smart,
0: nice segue.
1: Tyree Kill is a little scary, you know, against this defense. But I, it depends on who's throwing the ball to him. But he had a boot on um, his leg. He had a boot on. Oh, his see, leg. yeah yes. Yeah, we do this on Monday, it's like I I don't really know. I know that Teddy got hurt, and uh, I
0: don't know a whole lot about that game. So, yeah, they had a third-string quarterback come in. For yeah. them. It's possible the Vikings could see them. I don't think Tua will be out of the concussion protocol. I mean, I, I you know, they're going to get him back as soon as possible. But it looks like the Vikings are getting them then, uh, and it's too bad for them because the Dolphins were looking really good early in the season. W- weren't they three and zero? And then now they've lost two games since because Tua goes down, and then they they got. Uh, teddy goes down yesterday and they get beat they, they're they're uh they're kind of limping around right now and hoping they get their quarterback back
1: yeah. well not only were they three and0 they were three and0 coming off a win over the bills who right you know yeah. was the 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 team everyone you know talk about crowning people that you know the bills were crowned early and they might be getting crowned again here now after what they did to the Steelers uh I got them you know I think winning it all so yes you do um, you crowned them, you crown them. So this is another when you sit down and in, in May when they come out with the schedule and you, you know, take your you know win loss win loss win loss this is an example a perfect example of it, it you can do that it's fun but it doesn't mean anything because you, you catch teams at different stages of where they are um, you know there two is not going to play I mean uh, I, I would be stunned if he plays I don't know where he is on the concussion protocol but this team took took a lot of of you know got completely slammed they, they changed they're changing rules because of what they did you know they they put him back on the field after he was wobbling around Huge uh, a mistake. In, Huge. independent guy gets fired uh, the the league you know changes the rules now where you don't even have to fail the concussion test and if you're wobbling and someone sees you wobbling and off balance you you can't go back in the game and as fitting as it as it is the first time that that's put in play is uh the next week and it's Happens to the Dolphins with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy passes his concussion protocol um, and still can't come back into the game because someone saw him off balance after that hit. Uh, it's his first pass attempt. So I have to believe that, you know, where they are and where the, the league is probably being protective of their image. And, and uh, you know, Tua doesn't play. Teddy very well may, may not play. And then you got this seventh round rookie. So I am basing it on, you know, I, I I don't know. It's Monday. So you don't know about Teddy, but I'm thinking maybe that Teddy doesn't play. Even if he does play, I'm thinking they're, they're not getting what Tua gives them. Right. Uh, and it, it's a risk to, to pick the Vikings on the road when Tyree kill and uh, all these weapons are involved, but I think they're catching the dolphins at a, at a very good time to be kept, ca- to be caught. And so I, I am picking the Vikings to win again. So I, I I'm almost becoming like you, Joe. It's, uh, just pick them every week and see what happens. There it
0: is. Just got to pick winners, baby. My brother. Uh, huh, pick the it. Dolphins. Pick the Dolphins, Joe. Come on. Do my brother, it. My brother got on uh, text messages with me and started giving me grief. He said, uh, so are you going to match the Vikings record like every year, you know, with your picks, which, which A, is not true. It's, it's fake news, which – I won't go any further than that, but I just said, "Yeah, it's you and Craig." Because I'm just needling you about your propensity to pick the Vikings. And I said, "You and Mark Craig, yeah." So I just tell him what I told you, or you've told you. I picked winners. One last year in our in our our, our pick our pick them for a Mankato Brewery Mad Butcher beer, and we got another one on the line this year. And I'm going to keep picking winners until I can get a taste of that juicy IPA. Uh, so I'm gonna pick the Vikings. Uh, Whoa! Whoa. Yeah, I, know, I know you're shocked. I'm glad you're sitting down. It's uh, but I, you know, I'm not gonna. Well, whatever. I'll pick them as I go week to week. It changes. You said each week is a season, and this is this new season has a very uh, a team, the Vikings, that are coming off three wins where they they escape by the skin of their teeth, and uh, they're going down to to uh, a a team that's kind of under fire because of the Tua decisions. And uh, their second string quarterback is hurt, and they may not rush him back just because of what they're already experiencing there. And if Terry Kill is, is hobbling at all, that slows him down. Um, I, I I like the Vikings in this one. I like their their yeah, confidence I mean, each week, and you know I, it's uh. uh yeah. Let's put it. Let's put it this way: if if Tua was healthy
1: and playing the way he did before he got hurt there's in no way shape or form do I. I I don't care how many the Vikings have won in a row or whatever that would be that offense down there uh could be hot could be humid uh if the quarterback was is, is in place I pick them every day uh, I'll I'll ride with them wow. based on what I based on what I see with the, how the Vikings play defense now that's oh, that not to say that. that but no but not that, that that's what I'm saying They're not not the quarterback's out
0: uh so you, to me it's uh it changes everything so I I pick the Vikings. Well if Tua was in and you would do that I would have to pick the Vikings just to make this interesting cuz right now it's boring as hell Mark you know I mean it's 4 and 1 4 and 1 we're both you know how? Wh- where's the interest there so not because I'm a purple uh pom pom raiser I, I'd have to pick them just to make uh, pick let make it so interesting yeah interesting so no, I, I will pick the Vikings. They got Buffalo on their schedule in Buffalo. They've got uh, Dallas, who I'm not sure about. And, and the Patriots are all of a sudden making a plan. And you got the Packers in in Lambeau at the end of the year. If, if that thing comes down to where they're both, you know, trying for the division. ooh, what a game that will be. It'd be hard to pick the Vikings in that situation. But, you know, the Packers just right now, they, Please. Uh, they don't impress me right now you're
1: there is no way i don't care what the situation is you are not picking the packers and we last week of the season <laughs> they could be down to uh adam Thielen as a wing tee, <laughs> run only quarterback emergency quarterback and you're, you're like, adam can do it he's from mankato which mankato brewery Ain't he can right.
0: do it you got it mark that's exactly right. Well, hopefully that doesn't come to that, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll take them week by week, one game at a time, as Mark Craig said earlier. So, well, that'll do it for this week. Uh, uh, Purple Monday, Victory Monday, gotta love it. And the Vikings are four and one atop the NFC North, and they've got they're going to go to Miami next week, and hopefully you get five one, and then they'll have a bye. And uh, we'll be back next week to 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 analyze and break down what happened in this game. And I uh, hope you will join us. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, uh, Mike Waldem in the background producing for us. And thanks, Joe Johnson, who got it all started. Until next week, Sk- Go.